Hello and welcome to Real Speak Real English with Andrew. English in context. If you've got an intermediate to advanced level of English, you will benefit from this podcast totally in English. You're going to learn idiomatic expressions, phrasal verbs, grammar, and vocabulary, all completely in context with Andrew, the most patient English teacher on the internet. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Real Speak with Andrew. Um, this episode, well, this is the sort of, I don't know, is it the end of coronavirus, or is it the end of the beginning, or is it the beginning of the end? Who knows? But this is when I've written it, and it's about strategies and techniques that I've employed during the coronavirus period to, to make my life better. Um, but these techniques and strategies are not only applicable to now, they can be used at any time. I mean, I used these strategies before the coronavirus, but I just wanted to give some positivity in some difficult times. So this one is called Every Cloud Has a Silver Lining. Well, right now, as a society, we seem to be on hiatus. It seems to be that our civilization has taken a break has been put on hold. It's August 2020. The coronavirus crisis has been going on since March. People have been working from home. Sadly, millions of people have lost their job. And tragically, tens of thousands of people have died. Um, but right now, it seems that a healthcare crisis has now become an economic one. Right now, scientists and the media are predicting the second wave. So it's a strange time. Nobody can predict the future. We don't know if there will be a second wave. Lots of people are going out as lockdown and quarantine restrictions are being lifted. And these people are making the most of this, perhaps short, return to normality. The phrase is, make hay while the sun shines. Do the good things while you can. But I don't want to be negative here though. We need to be optimistic. Glass half full. Look on the bright side. Negativity gets you nowhere. Obviously it's difficult to be positive all of the time during a pandemic. The media influences you and at the moment they only seem to publish bad news. So I've cut down on my media consumption and I'm looking to turn something seemingly catastrophic into something to take advantage of. Working from home gives you time to think, time to reflect on where you are and what you want out of life. Where could you be in six months, a year, five years? How can you plan that route? Well, it needs to be completed in small achievable steps. And you, you can't let a crisis go to waste. So what have I done so far? Well, normally my commute to work in college is an hour each way. It takes me 60 minutes to drive there and the same to drive home. I think most people commuted to work before the pandemic. I was a commuter. And it, by the way, it's a good verb or noun which can only be used to talk about traveling to your place of work from home every day. But now my commute is from the kitchen to my home office. 
So suddenly I find myself with two hours extra a day on my hands. I had gained, I had recovered two hours each day, ten hours a week which I did not have before. And you can do a lot in that time. At the beginning of working from home, the weather was it was glorious. Yep, April and May were like summer. Um, blue skies, no wind. It was fantastic. But July and August have been terrible. Rain, thunderstorms, flooding. But then, this is the UK. Um, so, I started doing my 10,000 steps every day before breakfast. Now, that was a fantastic experience. I live near a 200-year-old UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's been great walking there, nearly every day. Although it's the same place, each day is different. I can see baby animals, nature, the hills in the background, and during the lockdown there was no noise, no trace of human activity. You could hear the birds singing, you could hear the sheep bleating, the cows mooing, foxes yipping, and the leaves of the trees rustling in the wind. As the lockdown restrictions were lifted and the noise of traffic grew and grew, I decided to listen to podcasts. My walks take approximately one hour, so an hour a day of French or Spanish was a great way to increase my contact with these two languages. I speak excellent Spanish, well, so my friends in Spain tell me, so I wanted to maintain my level, but as always, I learned some new words and phrases. And I used to speak excellent French, so this was a voyage of rediscovery. Um, and I've been in college a few times over recent weeks, so rather than music, I listened to these podcasts in the car during my commute. It was a good habit that I'd picked up during the lockdown. Also, as I work in college, we're expected to keep our continuous professional development or CPD up to date. So what better time than when working from home? First of all, I studied for a diploma in coaching. Now, I've got numerous qualifications related to teaching and education, but I've never done a coaching award. And coaching is a skill that I use every day. So when setting objectives with my learners, I need to coach them in order that they set themselves smart objectives. Yes, my learners really do set their own objectives, although I do make strong suggestions and a kind of negotiation takes place, but smart objectives, well, SMART is an acronym. It stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So I use this for obvious reasons. It helps to make my to keep my learners on course and demonstrates to them the progress they're making. It also ensures that I don't overload my learners or set them something they can't achieve. I don't like to see my learners fail, but I do like to push them to do the best they can. And there's often a fine line between failure and success. Anyway, I passed my coaching diploma within weeks as I was already applying most of the theory. Next, I moved on to the Google Educator courses. These are courses developed by Google for those of us who are working in education 
to get formal recognition of our skills within the Google product ecosystem. I've been using Google Education apps for years, such as Classroom, Forms, Sheets, Docs and Slides. So the level one exam was, it was easy for me. Um, the level two was more challenging, but I passed that too. And now I'm moving on to apply for the Google Certified Educator program. This will allow me to be a recognized trainer and train others in the use of the Google Education ecosystem. I also read quite a lot of books in the evenings because, well, it's been over 20 years since I left university and I studied linguistics and French there and the field of linguistics has changed quite dramatically since then. So it was good to get up to date and read some newer research. I also revised some of the language acquisition theory from my master's degree and looked at some newer research in that field. So given all of the above, I don't feel that I've wasted my time in lockdown. I've broadened or widened my career options. I've gained some employability skills and updated my continuous professional development. I really believe that in this world, if you don't constantly update your skills or best practice, then you will fall behind others. If other people are constantly updating their skill set and you are not, then they are more employable than you. Given that the governments around the world are predicting mass unemployment, I had to use this time sensibly. I didn't push the studying too far, I still had my job to do. Having said that, I achieved a lot, but I did it comfortably. I used the SMART goals methodology and broke down the overall goal or objective. And I wrote a plan using small steps to meet my objectives. So learning an additional language, well, that's a real employability skill. If you have another language on your CV or curriculum vitae or resume in the US, employers see that you have the ability to commit to long-term continuous professional development. You have the tenacity to develop your skill set and invest in your future. Also, if you are applying for work or working in an international business setting, good additional language skills might make you stand out, might get you recognized. You might stand head and shoulders above the other applicants for a job role. These days, people may be working from home or in an office environment. People will use machine translations such as Google Translate for emails. However, if you need to have a video conference or a Zoom meeting or a Google Meets meeting, you'll be speaking the additional language in real time. That's why learning to speak a language is priceless. My mantra has always been to learn a language, you need to speak the language. The idea behind RealSpeak is that you interact with English in context. You can listen to my stories and advice on language learning or other subjects. You can broaden or widen your vocabulary and understand grammar in context. You should then try to incorporate some of the vocabulary, idiomatic expressions or phrasal verbs into your English 
it's an easy way to get on quickly to make rapid progress also I mentioned emails above well when I was living and working in Spain it took me a long time to develop my written business Spanish although I could speak the language well business writing was difficult it was a challenge for me so what I did well I installed the Spanish language pack uh, into my email software so it was in English and it was in Spanish that way if I made a mistake in Spanish the red or the green lines would appear below the error and suggestions would be made to correct my spelling or improve my grammar another technique I employed was to have an email document if I received an email and I really liked the introduction or the ending or any other interesting constructions I would copy and paste them to my email document then when I was writing an email I could copy them into my composition I was stealing phrases obviously I tried not to send these phrases back to the original sender but over time I I became able to write these introductions and endings and complex grammatical constructions myself without the need to refer to my email document but I was using authentic real business Spanish which I had learned for free in context it was great I, I still have this document um, it may come in handy it may prove to be useful again in the future um, but I no longer have so much business correspondence in Spanish unfortunately so to conclude well that's my advice for the day find your silver lining make the best of a bad thing try to stay positive be an optimist you can use real speak to improve your English maybe you could copy some of the expressions phrases or grammatical structures into your notebook and use them like I did with the emails you can set smart objectives with your English you know oh I'm gonna learn a language it's a big thing to do break it down make it smart take small steps you can use smart with any aspect of your life so no hill need be too big to climb and if you're using email correspondence in English I've given you some good advice a good tip so if you have any other suggestions any other strategies that you use for self-improvement or to achieve your goals and objectives leave a comment in the comments section so thank you very much and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to the end of this episode. As always, if you'd like to find the transcriptions, please visit our website, www.realspeak.uk. Or in the bottom of the podcast here, you can find the transcription too. And thank you for listening. Take care. See you next time.